You have fought many wars and slain many men, Theoden King, and made peace afterwards. Can we not take counsel as we once did, my old friend? Can we not have peace? We shall have peace. We shall have peace when you answer for the burning of the Westfold and the children that lie dead there. We shall have peace when the lives of the soldiers whose bodies were hewn, even as they lie dead against the gate of the Hornburg, are avenged. When you hang from a gibbet for the sport of your own crows, we shall have peace. Todd. <laughs> Dude, welcome to Podcast of the Rings. That's a hell of an opening. Um, we're, we're giving Christopher Lee his comeuppance for not yes. ending up in the theatrical release. Um, what we're going to do in, in just a few is watch the trailer like we have for the beginning of all of these deep dives. This is the first part of three for Return of the Rings. Return of the King. Welcome, dude. Let's go. Let's go. Like, even though we've done three episodes per movie, I feel like we're just flying through these and we're in the we're in the final, you know, this this is the end game. And I will remember this fondly because the details I'm noticing from watching this so keenly, I will take with every rewatch I do. Like Alex yeah. and I are planning on rewatching these during the Christmas period, you know, the Christmas week. And and there's things that I don't like in that scene when Sauron throws fire on Gandalf. I forgot that happened. Really? <laughs> I don't you know what it is? I I think I'm a little less of like a dude bro about this stuff cuz like I I just watch the movies and like mire in them i don't go oh and here's this scene i don't know how much i've watched these keenly like you and like alex have so it's yeah been, it's really interesting to like focus know that i had to talk about each scene and then go wait that happened right no it, it is like wild when you watch it to talk about it, like, I mean, the fact that I've seen these movies countless amount of times, like, for the last 20 years, I've watched these movies, and I've watched them when I was playing um, in the movie Trivia Schmodown. I was watching them to study, and like, okay, wow. uh, he says this, this is this character's name, played by this actor, okay, like, what, a, like, every single detail was in there, and I'm still noticing stuff that I hadn't before. I think that's so awesome. Um, we just shared on our uh, Instagram pod of the rings uh, a meme where it was where Gandalf comes to hug Bilbo and goes, 112 or whatever, you haven't aged a day. And it's instead of hu hugging Bilbo, he's hugging the, the movies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 20 exactly. years old, you haven't that's, aged a day. You haven't aged a day. Yeah, yeah there's so many fascinating things. And the the... Let's get let's start off like we have for all the beginnings of each movie and watch the trailer. So put yourself back in the mindset of it's 2003. <laughs> nice save. Nice save. That was great. And it's you've already seen both movies and you're excited for The Return of the King. I remember watching this in multimedia class. It's muted by the way. 
that I unmuted it. The eye of the enemy is moving. The end has come. So good. It's crazy that they show like the big beam of light like straight off the bat though. Yeah, because it's shocking in the movie. Love that. Come, Master. Come to It's so crazy that these are cut like new trailers. Cause like the there's still movie voice guy in trailers in 2003. But they did not do this. And this is actually particularly quiet as yeah. well. No yeah. glad like they know. This time. Like this is such a self-assured, confident trailer. Give him the I wish the Sons of Elrond were in the movie. I'll talk about that. A little Oh, are they the ones who are reforging it? Yeah, they're the ones that are reforging the sword. I, I didn't realize. I'm not sending him away. Come to me. This is basically the entire third that we're watching right now. Yeah. The pieces are moving. You see that? So good. Yeah, some slow mo, baby. Oh, Shelob. Ooh, I just got chills, actually. Braveheart. This Christmas. <laughs> oh, Carl Urban with the look. Whatever happens. The 2000s was a good era for crying men. Ah, uh, intercutting the Aragorn with the Rohan charge. I like that. Solid editing. God, look, this is so pretty. Oh, I can't handle this. No victory without no victory suffering. Without suffering. I cannot protect you anymore. Oh. Cannot achieve no freedom without, no freedom without sacrifice. sacrifice. Not for ourselves. But we can give Frodo a chance. Oh my god. Dude, the music! I'm overwhelmed right, right? now. Of the rings return of the king god god that's a little too good hold on oh no then that's the end of the movie clip. that was it oh my gosh man Whew. yeah i remember it might have i feel like it was the same trailer i don't know if i saw it but i remember pausing it or pausing a trailer where you see the Nazgul flying down to Minas Tirith and you see the army right there mm. and like just counting just like oh my god there's one column and we were just like okay this little square right here that was Helm's I think I, I was explaining that to my friend I was like see these like two little squares right here that's Helm's Deep that's the Urukai <laughs> army of how much there were and then the rest is like how much bigger the Sauron army was than the 10,000 that marched on Helm's Deep. Wow. I think that you, well, there's a cat. Um, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I thought Jessica was on the San Andreas fault for the big one right there. Can Her I tell entire you? desk just shifted guys. Okay. One I'm of our so... Patreon things will be doing video oh, because yeah. there's way too much good cat content that goes on, on these, on these, 
calls that you guys need to see. It's really true. I I, I don't mean I don't say this lightly because I have so many people I love still in Los Angeles, but I am so grateful that whenever the cat jumps up on the bed, I don't think it's an earthquake. I'm I don't miss It's a girthquake. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. What blue is a girth boy. He is a girthy boy. Um I didn't even put that into uh, I, we'll get there, and I I haven't watched the final battle. I haven't either. Eye. I just I stopped. I stopped where uh, we're stopping today. Yeah. And if you guys are watching along with us today, we are going. You know, literally right where this trailer begins with uh, the not the beacons being lit, but the Minas Morgul sky beam. Right. Very. That different. is where we are going today, guys. And then next week. If you guys want to watch along with us, what did I say in my text message? Kirithungal or uh, taking Frodo to Kirithungal? Yes. Uh, so basically, uh, spoiler right after Frodo gets uh, she lobbed, she lobbed, and taken to Kirithungal is where we are ending um, next week, and then obviously we are finishing the movie the week after. So we open up the movie with a disgusting worm. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, fine. All right. I'm trying to, you know. I know. No, no. I We do have a lot to talk about. I totally understand. But what was, because this was the one time, I admit it, you know, I've said that these are my family's Christmas Eve movies and they were great. I could not wait. This year, this time I saw it with friends on opening day because I could not wait. I saw it again Christmas Eve with my family, but I'd already seen it. Um... What was your hype level for this? I'm actually, uh, there's two things that I think are happening. I don't know if I remember exactly. I have a lot of blank spaces from this era in my life. I was in high school. My parents were getting a divorce. Um, It's possible we went to go see this movie. And I'm afraid to say, I think I wanted to sleep. Because I think we did like the midnight screening. Oh, okay. Um. But I think I was exhausted watching it. I think that's what was happening. Um, but there was a lot going on. I, I Let's put it this way. It, it could either be this I was falling asleep to or uh, Phantom Menace or something like that. You know, like I can't remember exactly which one I was tired. But we did midnight screenings often. And I feel like well, that's Attack what of the Clones was. is 2002 and then Revenge of the Sith is 2005. So I still, to this day, have never seen Revenge of the Sith. Oh, I think you'd like it. It's solid. I think I would like it. I think I need to watch it. You do. Um, and, you know, I really appreciate your take where, like, you know, Christian Hayden's and everyone's appreciating him again. We should have never gotten to the point where we didn't, you know, where we unappreciated that guy. But um, yeah. I think I do really want to watch it. And I'm a huge Ian McGregor fan. Speaking of dudes crying in the 2000s, his Moulin Rouge cry at the end. Oh, my gosh. Can't even talk love me about some it. Moulin Rouge. So literally, top three movies of all time for me. Fair. Um. So I think I think I'm stoked about this movie. I just can't remember what what my level was. What about you? So you you did not wait for the tradition to go see it. With no, your I and I my parents were okay with it. They knew right. like how hyped I was. Um, and they knew we were still gonna go see this Christmas Eve. But yeah, I was. I could not wait for this thing. It was so, so, like, just, you saw that trailer. And so I was already 
at a 10 and then the trailer was like oh you think you're at a 10 let me these go to 11 like it was it was literally that it was insane and it lived it lived up to the hype it lived up to that trailer because you know there's been plenty of movies that have had amazing trailers and aren't great um i think these movies didn't need to fluff a thing though no that's what i noticed about this one is that this movie it didn't need to say much it was like the journey ends and you're gonna want to be there yeah that's what's so interesting about the first third of this too is there's not a lot going on there's not but it but it still is we needed it i think we needed this respite after all that happened in helm's deep even though if you're thinking about 2003 it comes a year later you kind of need to like be reintroduced to the world and see the joy and the beauty of relationships to be reminded of what we're fighting for here. Yeah, because, I mean, as much as I, like, you know, I said it last time, you know, we were kind of joking about, oh, they really uh, skate over, you know, all the character deaths of Helm's Deep, and they really do simply for the fact that the movie ends 20 seconds or so, or at least, you know, that part of it where, you know, Aragorn, like, oh, uh, the hero are here. Aragorn and, and Gandalf ride up. Oh, his his wrath will be swift. All our hope is with the hobbits. Mm-hmm. And then we're done with them. And then we have the whole Frodo and Sam scene, which is great. But Helmsteep just ended. It's it's kind of like, I was like, oh, we're okay, the battle's over. We won. Okay, that's great. Okay, we're, we're gone. Okay, walking out of the theater. Right. And so, right. like, you do need, like, to, to know that. We did win this battle. We're toasting to victory and all this good stuff. Yeah. Um, but before the toasting to victory, we do kind of get a little bit of background, um, the canonical background of how Smeagol found the ring. Yes. Um, which is important because later on when Gollum and Smeagol are fighting each other, trying to reconcile the fact that they're going to murder Sam and Frodo – Literally, uh, Gollum says, you've done it before. Um, so we see Smeagol kill Deagle, which I believe is his cousin or brother. After, cousin, yes. Yeah. Deagle. So Deagle gets pulled into the lake. Immediately, I realized Smeagol didn't try to save him at all. <laughs> I don't know if he could. I think that, that fish that he was pulling was the, the same size as both of them. Was it? He's probably a huge, huge. It's hard to tell with all the force perception. Uh, for for that's not force perception. I always say it wrong. Force perspective. Force perspective. Um, one I did write down that this is probably the worst CGI part was when Deagle's in the lake. Oh, it's. I'm sorry. Well, okay, it's one of the worst shots. Nothing tops how bad it is when Frodo's basically about to die from the blade. Like that's. Probably the worst shot of all of them. But no, this is not that's good. the best. It's so unhinged <laughs> with like Elrond's big old forehead, like doing an incantation. Like it's so random. I love it so much. I think I saw a I, meme. It was just like no, but absolutely nobody. Fellowship of the Ring that for that one shot. It was like all everybody's like. <gasps> yeah, it's insane. I saw a comment on one of those memes that was like. I, I I was so young that I thought a I thought um Arwen turned into Elrond. <laughs> fair. Total, a totally fair assumption. Well, no, uh, but you're totally right. Not good CGI here. Yeah, it's and especially when the main thing for me is that Deagle's doing the big like oh, 
like big blowfish face like for holding your breath i'm just right. like yeah, no one no one does that no in real especially life. when you're drowning like literally deagle dies deagle does die and then wait catches the gleam of <laughs> yeah. the ring and then comes back to life you see yeah. him do the sam thing where sam you know when he's underwater um looks like he's about to die and then gets saved by Basically, the grasp of where Frodo grabs Sam, it's the ring here. It's pretty bad. It's rough, but it is like the the music is – they slowly build to it. You know how like Smeagol grabs at it once, mm-hmm. grabs at it twice. Mm-hmm. And you see the, the, the look in Deagle's eyes change. And, mm. and the fact that like maybe Deagle could have won the fight, but he couldn't let go of the ring, so he's fighting with one hand. And it's oh, interesting. Like he, like that's it. Shows just how truly evil of an object that it is. That these are cousins that probably grew up together and are best friends, and within ten seconds are fighting to kill each other. So I think it's an interesting and important po- point, and we're not. The, I'm not the first person to point this out, but like one of the things that we know about hobbits is that they're hardy and Frodo particularly. So because I think that's what this opening is supposed to do twofold is to give us a little backstory, but between like why we should have pity for Smeagol, but how strong Frodo is for not giving into temptation so quickly. However, I think Frodo being a hobbit and one of the reasons why he doesn't give into temptation doesn't really hold a lot of water because technically Smeagol is a version of a hobbit here. Yes, he is. He, like a, a, they say river folk or something like that. Right. Sim- but simply put, Frodo is so strong to be able to resist the temptation that Smeagol immediately, and Deagle, immediately succumb to. It shows how strong Frodo is. And, and Sam, honestly. And, right. Like, with how, like, this is how powerful it is to, quote unquote, like the weak-minded where it's just immediately, without without question. Right, right, right. Uh, and it's not just River Folk. He d- it did it to a seal door as well. You know, however long it took to, to get up to Mountain Doom, the crack of doom, it was just like, you know, <laughs> solid 20-minute hike or something like that. It was like, oh, I'm just putting in overtime right now to make if, sure I don't die. If not more on the steep crags of Mount Doom. Yeah, no, he's... But he's also a Numenorean following an elf. Like, they are... Bop, 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 bop. That's, that's a good point they're yeah. literally leapfrogging up there that's a very good point um i think i think what's good about this scene too even though it's like really dire it's really like smeagol murdering his cousin in cold blood with like dead face it's awful um it really shows the lack of hope that frodo has and yeah. understandably so because the next scene we get is quick question did did the Gollum voice coming out of Andy Serkis not CGI throw you off a little bit? Because it still does for me to this day. I don't That's, know if they should have done so like his normal asked. voice or like a deg- – I think it is lighter. I think it's definitely more Smeagol than Gollum. But it is – it still feels like a voice to me. And now, especially now that I've heard Andy Serkis do plenty of acting roles. Sure. Uh, that I'm just like – it's. It, I don't know. I understand that they have to do this for the audience. They have to make sure, even though we ah. know Smeagol's name, they have to make sure you know this is uh, Gollum. That's what it is. Yeah. God, that's a good point. Because it was actually genuinely bothering me, too. Um, it feels, like, abrupt. I would have preferred 
to hear them talking at the top and I would have sooner believed his voice changed when the ring showed up, but then yes. I still would have wanted it to be a gradual thing. Yeah. But I'm with you. I'm, I'm glad you said that because my exact impression was very similar. I was like, oh, this is weird. He's a human. <laughs> you yeah, know? exactly. It really bothered me. And I couldn't. I couldn't reconcile that voice coming out of a non-turned creature, um, genuinely. That, so I think that's a good point that you bring up. But, but ultimately, it is because the audience needs to know immediately this is Gollum. Oh, absolutely. I understand it. I didn't just, think like, about that. The scene still works for me, but it's it's honestly when he's just like fishing. and He's like, oh, pull it up, Deagle, pull it up. And he's doing his – that's the only part that I'm like, oh. It's just. Oh, it actually bothers me when he's like, give it to us, you know? Oh, see, I love that. Like, it's our birthday, my love. Like, like, oh, red flags. I think if he had had a little bit closer to a normal but similar voice and then he turned to that, it would have worked for me a little bit better, probably. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, God, even when we were watching him morph into Smeagol throughout the years, like, that is body horror. It is, and there's even – it's such a good shot, and I feel like Peter Jackson possibly did this on purpose when he's climbing into the Misty Mountains for the first time. Uh-huh. And you see him, and, like, that's just, like, all makeup right yes, there. Yes, the and it's all And it, it looks good, but I'm so glad we didn't do that for the whole movie. And I feel like that's Peter Jackson being like, this is what it would have looked like if it was a man <laughs> in a suit to anybody that is saying that we should have done that. This is what it would have looked like for two and a half movies, and that's why we didn't do it. Because I'm sure they screen tested the heck out of it. God, that's a good point. You couldn't look at that. You couldn't um, empathize with that. And prosthetics weren't at the point um, where you – I mean, even my friend Mary Chifo, who was in the – who was the mother of the Klingons in Discovery, Star Trek – she had a whole thing that made it so she couldn't act from the forehead yeah. up, you know? Um, so I think that's right. We would we need to feel simultaneously repulsed by Gollum and empathetic for him. And you can't achieve it with that monster that's cre- creeping into the no. sa- Misty Mountains. You're totally right. Um, even though I don't know that people were going, why did, was CGI the choice? It proves it right then and there. Yeah. But it works to show he was once a real thing. Um, yeah, it totally makes sense. And actually, there's a scene where, I, I don't know if I made a, a marker of it, but like there's a moment very shortly after this where Gollum in CGI has never looked more real, too. Something about a shot here. I, I didn't write it down, but um, it just works. It's just so much better for him to be it's a CGI so much creature. Um, so then we do get to the scene where we're talking um, about coming home or not, right? Uh, like, Frodo, uh, Gollum's like, we gotta go, we gotta go. Yeah. Is that right? And the, yeah, they're they're hiding in the cave or, right. you know, whatever, and uh, Sam's asleep, Frodo can't sleep, and right. they start moving again, and they're talking about Lemba's bread, and Sam is rationed for the journey home. Like, how much Lembas do they have for the journey home, though? Oh, my gosh. They must have a, quite a bit. If they're also only eating it, like, a little bit at a time, like they're supposed to, um, yeah. there there could be some. 
But also, bear in mind, they just need to get out of Mordor. Yes. So, because there's food that they could catch outside of Mordor. It doesn't, like, where Farmir finds them in the book, it's like the one place where there's, like, conies, right? There's rabbits. Like, there's this, there's, there's a bunch of herbs growing around. But that's, like, they hadn't seen that for days. So, yeah. um, they just need to get out of Mordor. But I think, honestly, man, you're... Uh, I'll eat crow all day. I won't eat crabane, but I'll eat crow. Sam's faith that they will come home is literally what keeps Frodo alive. Like, he is the ultimate just, like, coach like you have in high school. Where he's like, Aww. no, we're going we're gonna to do this. And it's so great. My only complaint about this is that when he's like, oh, it's getting dark already. He's like, no, it's not even midday. I, they needed to make Mordor area darker. Sure. For me, like when I was reading the book, it was like not quite nighttime, but deep, deep dusk, like 24-7. And red. Red yeah, and, and dark. red and gloom. And like the, the landscape looks great. All the dead trees and everything. It looks really, right. really good. But just like the environment didn't di- didn't do enough for me, and also I understand that they go through plenty, but they were dodging orcs pretty often, or like orc patrols or Easterling patrols, like quite a bit. I feel like uh, in the maybe books, I'm mis- in the books, um, and it just feels reading under secrecy a lot, though too. For sure, it just feels strange that Sauron would never have any patrols like outside <laughs> anywhere. And again, this is all very nitpicky, but it just I just wish there was more suspense leading up to Shelob as well. But I mean, we are like literally going into a cave of horrors with Shelob and it's like go 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 from there. Yeah, and I think if you have time to um show anything, you don't want to repeat the beat too many times yeah. also. But I I'm with you. There's like you kind of get the urgency with uh, Gollum going, come on, we have to go, we have to go, we go. And, and I'm not really feeling it from Sam and Frodo here. They're probably, yeah, I, I think we could have sensed some ur- more urgency from them than rather like li- like lazily waking up and going, here, just have some Lemba's bread. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm sure you're right. But also, let's remember, we need a little bit of a respite after all that we just experienced in Helm's Deep, too. For sure. You know? Absolutely. So we're kind of just getting a reintroduction into the relationship between Frodo and Sam. Um, then we get, we cut to Theoden, Aragorn, um, Gimli, Legolas, and Gandalf riding right after Helm's Deep to Isengard. We get the Return of the King title. And... I, I, I had to ask you when, you know, well, this is this is a great scene that they do in the book and here, like the resilience of hobbits. We see basically M- Mary Pippin high AF. High as a kite. <laughs> and like, you know, they're they have a food baby. They're they're living life. But let's not forget, they've also gone through some gruesome stuff up to this yeah. point. And in the book, this is why it's done so well. And I think, you know, you don't have you don't have time to like kind of go through it. They even Tolkien says they just decide to move on and talk about the good things that are happening right then and there. And so it's really awesome just to see them like be happy for a little bit. But my question to you is 
Why are the trees throwing rocks at the tower? They're trying to destroy it. Come on. Do they actually think that that will work, though? Genuinely, do they think that will work? I don't I don't think they know that like Orthanc's made of like you know this magical obsidian or whatever not something obsidian, but- yeah cuz there's like I think there's spells on it too that make it unbreakable but I mean like the same way they try to destroy like the tower of Baradur like sure. they want like they want to they want to get rid of Isengard it's the stain on the land of Fangorn and Rohan but it it's is just so silly yeah like, it's like it's like they needed extra I'm just picturing the trees as extras in the background like throw rocks at it just look like you're busy yeah <laughs> carrots and peas peas and carrots <laughs> someone always said just say fruits watermelon strawberry like just mouth it <laughs> yeah but uh i do love that like fangorn is like pushed right up against uh isengard that's really cool um yeah totally yeah, it's great it's a great scene so but do we really need to talk to Sauron here do we really need to it okay i like when i there's the the youtuber i can't think of his name um but he makes like good points where well like peter jackson said the reason why this got cut out is because Saruman was the villain of the second movie and right. Sauron is the villain of the third. And so we don't want to talk to Saruman here, but watching the theatrical cut is so weird. Like they, they ride up like, ah, oh, there's a wizard to deal with. Oh, there's the plant here. Okay. Bye. Like that's it. <laughs> weird. That is weird. It's like, why did they didn't need to come to Isengard for that? Like it's, and so I do think they need to, um, I think you need resolution because it is strange that in the theatrical cut, he just kind of gets away with it. Like, he gets well, to Well, because he live. does. He does in the books. Yeah. Like, in the books, they get to go scour... The Shire. Right. But I guess what I'm asking is, we do need resolution with Sauron. I'm not saying we don't need this, but... Gandalf is legitimately saying we need information from him. What information do you need? Like, I guess that's my question. Is there anything that Saruman's going to give you that you genuinely need now? And also, it's like, they're saying they need information for the war of where Saruman's going to strike next. I'm like, it. I don't know, maybe the enemy that's on his doorstep? Question, that's like, big question mark there, Gandalf. Right? Like, <laughs> I'm no Napoleon Bonaparte, but <laughs> maybe the enemy that's like across the street? I don't know. Like, like that might be the first thought there. That's, I guess that's my point is it's it's kind of a manufactured problem. It is. And that's the thing is that when, I'm, when I was watching it for the first time I was like oh they're going to do the like yeah he's he's going to scour the shire and then when they didn't I was like so Sorman just gone <laughs> he just gets away with it okay <laughs> if you say so sure but yeah I I do remember when I was watching I was like yeah 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 like they're not talking to him now cuz we're going to deal with him later don't you worry um and they didn't <laughs> so I do like this scene you know we did our quote from it um they both deal out some pretty good insults. Uh, yes. Gandalf just like tanks that fireball like it's nothing. And so there is like a lot of stuff that is necessary for me. Breaking, I think you do need to kill off Saruman. You do need to like show how powerful Gandalf is. Like, oh, he is now Gandalf the White, breaks his staff. And then also like, man, Saruman's death is wicked, by the way. He gets stabbed and then, and then the, you know, there's the famous, uh, 
Peter, have you ever stabbed a man before? And it's like, and no. It's like, well, when you stab someone in the lungs, they don't scream. So I will not be screaming. And he's like, I didn't want to ask any more questions after that. <laughs> I think about that. That lives rent-free in my head. I'm just letting you know that yeah. I, it actually is scary. <laughs> also, warm tongues. When he gets slapped by Saruman is Brad Dorf earned his paycheck right there. That's when a man would scream is when yes. <laughs> I, I this is it's listen, Grima should have died. Yes. And then he kills Saruman. I don't I like the moment Saruman might have revealed something. Grima yep. has been a bane unto the- this entire also, Theoden, you're, you're throwing out Eminem eight mile diss track lyrics to Saruman, but you're gonna forgive Grima? Come down, you're a man of Rohan. Bro, what? <laughs> Are we in the same Middle Earth? <laughs> eight mile diss tracks, let's go. Anyway, Grima's dumb. Great scream, gruesome end for Saruman, and I think the only reason that we need to see. Sauron be killed on a pike is so that the Palantir can fall out of his pocket. Basically. Literally, that's it. That's, that's it. That's it. And Pippin gets the most gremlin look on his face when he's like, yeah, I want another look at it. Like, <laughs> I literally wrote here, Pippin is the real villain? Question mark. He bro, looks never like give it, bro. Pippin the ring. Good God. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be some fun fan fiction right there. Bro, you would have never found Pippin again if he, if <laughs> it would have been game over. He would have walked straight into the arms of the Witch King. Like... <laughs> he would have pledged allegiance to the witch king oh, right God, yeah absolutely i uh, swear my fealty like swear like honestly still one of the things that makes me the most angry irrationally is him doing that and we'll get to that it's it, it makes me so upset i know you have to have it for what he's able to accomplish because he does that to denethor it's still insane yeah he's, he gets so many dings anyway um I, 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 there's a question in my mind too. Is like, well, why didn't Sauron see Pippin when he grabbed it in that moment? But I guess because Pippin wasn't like focusing on the Palantir, he wasn't accessing it, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, like, I can kind of forgive that, but it's still a little weird. If these are as, you know, all powerful as Gandalf makes them out to be, uh, we get to, we come back home to Edoras, uh, Gandalf and team go there to celebrate the victory return home uh, we get the drinking wonderful <laughs> drinking game what just like I, I i'm looking at my notes and it's just like this whole just like insulting conversation happens a fireball gets thrown at gandalf sorman gets stabbed falls to his death you know 70 stories impaled on a pike a guy gets shot with an arrow and then he's treebeard the filth of Isengard is washing away. <laughs> it's just like, Treebeard's like, well, that was weird. Anyways. <laughs> it was, like, it was like, almost like those Marvel right? movies where it was like, awkward. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, Treebeard's seen it all at this point, right? He's well, like, yeah, that old man has been through it. And it's just fantastic. like, eh. It's like a weird, me and my parents, I just went home. And uh, my parents had never seen Band of Brothers on HBO. Ah. And so we were watching that. And, you know, it starts off – every episode starts off with, like, the actual veterans of Easy Company 
um, talking about everything. And they're just so casual about it. It's crazy, this stuff. They landed on D-Day as paratroopers. They, like, stormed through uh, France. Um, they, like, saw Holocaust camps. They liberated Paris. And they were, like, one of the first people in Berlin. Like, the most insane, how did you survive this ever stories. right. right. And they're just like, yeah, it was pretty cold. Um, but, you know, we had like a, a half a can of baked beans, so I was okay. Um, and I had, you know, um, one sock on my left foot, so I was nice and toast. Like, there's the most Come casual on. dudes ever. And, like, I, I almost forgive boomers for all of their sins because of these men that single-handedly won World War II for us. There's something to be said for that. There, I, it the, really I is. I think there is something too. You've seen it all. At what point, like, you don't need credit anymore. You're not trying to showboat anymore. No. You survive that string of literal end games. I your your life means something different at that yeah. point. It's and that's who Treebeard is. He's just he's been through it all. And he's just like, yeah, yeah, another wizard that, dead. Okay, that was anyways. Weird. Yeah, because it's even funny because he does say to Gandalf when they come up, oh, young master yeah, Gandalf. Yeah, I, I know. I put that down too. That's a so good So I note. think that that's even more to your point that he's just like, well, there goes that one. You're yep. Gandalf the White now. Um, yeah, so we get to the drinking game. Very cute. Uh, nothing new to say there necessarily except for, you know, oh, I think I'm feeling something in my fingers. I, dude, the biggest, the biggest cringe moment is Eowyn coming up to to Aragorn and speaking Elvish. It makes oh, me want to it. die. Mm, dude, love it. Spit it, that game, Eowyn. <laughs> no, she knows he was in love with a, he, who she thinks is elf, an elven woman. He knows. She's like, it's like when you... I can be her. <laughs> dude, dude. It's like when you look at somebody's Instagram from four years ago and then you try to bring up the song that they quote, but casually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what's her name? Lana Del Rey. I love Lana Del Rey. Oh my God. <laughs> you could be I could play video games with you and yeah. just try to make it seem like it's natural. It makes me want to die. Yeah, I was and talking then... to my astrologist the other day, like <laughs> Dude, I I've done all that, so I think maybe I'm just feeling. We've cringe. all done that. I, I'm just saying, I yeah. feel, it makes me want to die a little bit. And literally, Aragorn stares at her in the eyes when he's drinking whatever she brought to him, and just walks away. <laughs> Doesn't even talk to her. Just walks away. I don't know. I it's 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 sad. Courting because... in Middle Earth is strange for sure. <laughs> is that what you think's happening here? I mean, it's. Theoden sees exactly what happens, and he's like, I accept this match. It's like, well, okay, what? Yeah, <laughs> I don't you're, know. To you're totally right that, like, I think we need Theoden to say that, too, because otherwise, Eowyn has just made yeah, this all in, up Yeah, in, in her, her own head, head about this. Like, and, and we need someone on the outside to go, no, this is good. Because, yeah. obviously, okay, Theoden... There is no better match, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. You can't say this is a guy. I, I accept this match. You should be like, dude, I'd marry him if right? I could. <laughs> also, the drinking game, that's not a game. That's just binge drinking. drinking. <laughs> There's no game. Like, trust me, I, I went to college, guys. I'm not trying to, like, oh, yeah, my day. But, like, 
this isn't flip cup. This is like there's nothing. There's no there, game. He's like he's like no breaks, no regurgitation, like whatever. It's like so it's just goblet after goblet of ale, and that's it. And you could tell. Like, there's, like, background noise, but even in this scene, there is no one watching this game after however many... Because it's boring! Who would want to watch this? <laughs> like, Aomer is just, like, at the at the, the keg, like, are we done? Like, I'm trying to celebrate with my boys over here. Like, also, we're, again, I hate to be this guy. What are they celebrating? All their able-bodied men of all of Edoras are dead. All their sons are dead. Like... Cool, the 2,000 men of... Uh, hopefully there's some bachelors in Aomer's company because all the women are now available. <laughs> oh, my God. Everyone's dead, Jessica. <laughs> it's so true. I mean, that's why they're drinking like that, though. You know, you do, I, you do get it. Like, I couldn't... You couldn't pay me to drink until I drop today. You couldn't, no. there's no, there's, even if you told me I wouldn't work for a week and I didn't have, I'd have, if I made money for a year, you know what I mean? There's nothing I, I, I mean, maybe for a year. I was uh, going to say, let's not go too far here. Tell me though that you're paying me for a whole week's of work and I need to drink tonight as much as I can possibly drink. I, that's not enticing to me. Yeah. The time I'm going to drink, though, like there's no tomorrow, is after a battle <laughs> like that. Fair. Do you if know what I, I mean? Made it, if, like, if there were any surviving, like those two dudes that, like, oh, go tell the women in the caves to those two guys that, like, go off screen, <laughs> I'm blacking out. Yeah. I, I'm the only, quote, unquote, red shirts that made it through this battle. Bro, you are not like this is my keg. Get your own. Go go away from me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's the There's only no circum- singing, there's no <laughs> hobbit dancing on table. I'm in the corner, like just flashbacks of like that one orc sword that went right over my head and I managed to like <gasps> dodge it or something. Like, it's just those you know two dudes brings, are the only dudes left. It brings good context to when Mary and Pippin are dancing on the table. And I don't know. It's not hammering. It's the other guy who survives. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, who, like, Hammer. they, I don't know, dude. They knock over his drink. And the guy's like, what the hell? Like, he's, <laughs> yeah. not, he's, he's not even like, this is a good time. He's literally standing up even for the scene in the background when Gimli and Legolas are drinking like, Literally, dudes, I'm drinking here. Yeah. Because, you know, even though even though Pippin and Mary saw a lot of destruction and a lot of those orcs being, you know, pummeled and whatever, they didn't see what happened at Helm's Deep. No, 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 no. They did not. And so not. they're dancing in a different way. And I, yeah. even the guys were like, please stop. <laughs> yeah. Wow. We did get game over, though. Okay. Oh, actually, I have a really quick... I'm going to take a really... Okay, what does what does Gimli mean when he says it's the dwarves that go swimming with little hairy women? What does I don't know. It <laughs> felt like a that felt like a Jaws reference because like that's what Quint says. It's like uh, here's to swimming with bow legged women. Oh, I feel like that's a Jaws reference. Interesting. Um, yeah, that that's always what it reminded me of. I don't know. I don't know Peter Jackson personally, but it's a little weird though. It's a I mean, listen, there are so many homages, including like the Wilhelm scream and stuff like that. Like think about it. George Lucas 
Spielberg paid homage to George Lucas time and time again because they're yeah. just like, yep, that's the best. And so it would make sense that he's paying homage to Spielberg and Lucas. Uh, but I just did want to point out we got another joke from Legolas when he said, well, that's game over. <laughs> yep. Once Gimli finally passes out. Love it. Everyone looks so good in this lighting. I know we got we to gotta move on from this scene. Everyone looks I don't so want good to. This- we just stay here. Everyone looks so good in this lighting. Even, you know, the the cringe Eowyn, uh, uh, like, giving him the cup. She looks so gorgeous. So I, it's Aragorn. so true. It's so true. And then, you know, we saw it in the trailer, the the what does your heart tell you. Like, I know. It, he delivers it so gently. And the look on Ian McKellen's face, like, Best, he's just the best face actor in a, mm. in a cast of very good face actors. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, oh, yeah, he is safe. I I like that. Where he's just like he's thinking so strategically and just and he's like, no, my heart does tell me that they are safe. And I, I yeah, like that, that we're scene. watching him really make the decision to choose hope. Right? It's it is beautiful. I will say this too. What's silly about that scene is no word from Frodo. Who's gonna give you word, Aragorn? Where would you get word from? Aragorn. And that's, I was expecting the other rangers to show up, like in the book. Oh, Because I thought, you right. know, he's got his little boys out there, like, doing the ranger stuff, so. That's true. All right. So, yeah, Frodo's alive, but screw Sam is also how I was like, well, yeah, no, Frodo's alive. Sam's probably dead. <laughs> but Frodo's- Dude, like, in this next scene, I like this next scene of Smeagol Gollum more than the initial Smeagol banishes Gollum. Why? I think this is better acting. I don't, mm. I like the, I like the reflection. I think it's a better kind of representation Imagery, of Smeagol yeah. and Gollum. And I like, oh, my love. Yes, my love. I, I love that. And I feel like it's more calm. And it's just like him having a conversation. And I like that. And she don't like orcs, does she, precious? Like, I love all, like, how cute Smeagol is and how diabolical Gollum is. And even Smeagol being so cute and precious, he's still talking about murdering these two, like, by feeding them to a giant spider. Um, And this scene is really, really great. And I, watching this, how does Frodo not believe Sam? I don't. It's. It, I know it's the ring, part of it, but like your boy is telling you, your lifetime friend and gardener just told you, I heard it from the horse's effing mouth right. that he is planning to kill us, and the way he says it, he's like, I'm, and he does not, not even. He's still not mad at Frodo for defending him. He's just like. I can't sit back and let him kill you. Right, right. I can't sit here and do nothing. That's not me. And it, like, and he just and he even sees like, don't you see it? He's a he's a villain. I love <laughs> Sean Austin is so should have been nominated. No, he's killing uh, it here. But he's here's so the good. thing. I think it's a little bit of like boy who cried, cried wolf. He's been at Gollum's throat since the beginning. And I think Frodo's right. What else are we going to do? How else are we going to get to where we're going? We're going to be blind heading up there. If Even if he is leading us to our doom, he's still going to get us closer. I, th- I, I really think two things are happening here. Um, I will say this. Sam is warranted. He should have killed Smeagol here. He yep. absolutely should have. I, I, well, no matter whatever I've ever said, in this moment, everything that Sam hears that Peter Jackson is showing us in the movie 
he should have wrung his neck and killed him. Absolutely. Because he's literally talking about the plan to murder them. I just can under... It's frustrating that Frodo isn't listening to Sam. But I think Frodo's right that they don't really have much of an option at this point. I, I understand that as well. Where it's and, just like, and they're like either going to be evil, lost or Golem's going to go to the first orc tower and rat them out and point them the out. And the evil you know is better than the evil you don't know. That yeah. might be another aspect of it. But I'm with you. It's frustrating. Um, and Sam's in the right, but Sam has also been talking crap about Gollum from page one. So at this point, it's not really new to Frodo. He's already heard heard all of the things Sam has to say. So I can kind of understand why Frodo's like, dude, it's the same story, you know? Um, so well, Yeah, I, I, when a story is true, it's going to be the same story, <laughs> Jessica. Well, okay, he's an addict, bro. Are you gonna, you're going to ding somebody for being an addict? He's wow, an addict. she'll pull any card to make Sam look bad. Frodo is an addict. <laughs> he really is. Anyway. Be addicted to these hands pretty soon. Let's go. Um... Anyway, Aragorn wrongs Eowyn once again by covering her up like he's in love with her. And then she grabs his hand to go back to sleep and he pulls his hand out like a dude after the cuddling girl. Goes <laughs> <laughs> like immediately she pulls him in and he immediately goes, nope. Nope. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I I listened to this dream that she had, and it seemed like this is one of those times where some of the writing goes a little too much for me, where it's just like, I dreamt I was in a grassy knoll with the moonlight. And it's like, okay, what are we doing? Yeah, I, fe- <laughs> I felt to here? me, it didn't, because also it's not foreshadowing literally anything. It's not nope. like... It's not like she's like, I dreamt of a winged beast and I was on the field and I killed him. You know what I mean? She's not talking about literally what she's going to do in the next part of the movie. Um, It did seem, again, unnecessary, but it seemed like she was kind of talking about Numenor a little bit. I guess. I I tried to pay attention, but I don't remember a lot of it. No, so what she said is... Uh, I dreamt that there was a great wave and it was crashing upon us. And then there was a great light behind me, but I couldn't turn around. Girl, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> it's like, like a little kid explaining their dream. <laughs> yeah. So I was, I, I saw a great wave and then it was crashing on us, uh, but then I couldn't get away. And then I saw you there, but you weren't you. You were somebody else. But you were there and then there was a clown. Good night. Uh, like, yeah. it's, it's, it's totally unnecessary, but the wave only brings up Numenor for me, which is which is interesting. Also, completely unnecessary. Um, then <laughs> we get Pippin, who you know can't wait to get his hands on the ball, bro. Like. <laughs> and I will say this too: Gandalf sleeping with his eyes open is also horror. That is horror. horror. <laughs> How would you ever know that? I also like. I there's no way I would have kept going. No, you're done now. You yeah. know, no Palantir is worth it at that moment. But, but you know, maybe he's just being drawn in. Definitely a ding against Pippin. I think we're at nine. He grabs it. And what's interesting here, too, is, um, you know, uh, up top, Legolas and Aragorn are having the, you know, the stars are veiled and, you know, he's here. Um, 
They're having their little conversation. Aragorn grabs the plantier from Pippin. Yeah. Which is a, a, also a little homage to where in the book, Aragorn actually takes the plantier, goes up to the top of Helm's Deep or whatever, and literally communes with Sauron and reveals himself. Yes. Um, so I thought that was kind of good, even though later we get Gar- uh, Gandalf saying, you know, Sauron knows the king has returned, essentially. Yeah, it, it is. And, like, we get that moment later, you know, for the full distraction um, of, you know, the final ride to get Frodo across the plane where, like, he shows the sword and everything. Um, but I wish they would have had, like, the Nazgul fly over because that moment's, like, scary in the book where, like, everything happens at once because they don't go – they don't even make it back to Edoras, uh and I would have been fine with them being in Edoras, but, like, in the book, they just, like, they're, like, on their way back from Helm's Deep, and then, like, a Nazgul right. flies over, and Gandalf's like, oh, we gotta go. Like, it's yes. on. <laughs> yes. Like, they don't even have the moment, they don't have a moment's rest to talk no. about what happened. It is, it, it, it is actually, you know, talk about how, you, how, you're right to say that, like, Tolkien doesn't love writing battles, but he sure does talk about, like, that the stress of those moments are so good. He he does get that across really well. He does for sure. Um, so basically, Pippin pretty much almost dies. Yep. Uh, but he's catatonic. <laughs> he's catatonic, and he gets b- brought back to life. In so many words, he says, "I saw him," but didn't reveal. But but Mary again jumping forward a little bit is a genius. He's like, dude, don't you get it? Like he thinks you have the ring. He thinks you're Frodo. <laughs> yeah. He's heard about the halflings. He's heard about, like, that they have the ring. Like, Baggins, Shire, you know. Yeah. So he, in a weird way, even though Pippin got a ding, he actually did more good than bad in a weird way. In a, in a, in a very Pippin happy-go-lucky way. Like, I, I wonder, you know, he when they say, like, oh, but you've never done a hard day's work, Pippin. What does Pippin do? Is he just like? I think he's is he just vibe? <laughs> no, he's like that kid who I know this well because this is kind of what I did. He's like fresh out of high school, trying to do community college, still living on like the parents' dime, but like basically just getting high in his car in between classes. Like that's what Got he's it. doing. I think you know doesn't really have that much of a care in the world but like god community college is so hard so hard <laughs> it's so hard like two classes a week man just oh. like oh you expect dude. me like just i need better structure <laughs> yeah dude like man I just, I, they just don't get it like i just investing in crypto like, it's, <laughs> it's gonna take off you have no idea um then again we get they and like Pissed at Gondor for no reason. Like, they they didn't help you with the Westfold, dude? Stop. Like, why are they making Theoden look so bad? Like, I it, know. It does frustrate me. It's like, oh, why should we help Gondor when they weren't there for us? Do you what? not understand, like, what is happening Do you not understand right geography, Theoden? <laughs> How could they have helped? He couldn't Honestly, even. Answer me that question. He couldn't justify going to get the Rohirrim. Yeah. And guess who's farther? The Gondorians. Hello. So, anyway, they didn't help when the Westfold fell. He's really holding that against them. He really is. And then Gandalf, who doesn't seem to know where Sauron's going to strike next, does know that Aragorn needs to go the circuitous route and meet up with the black ships. He knows that's happening. I don't know. It bothers me, though. He know Now that he knows that it's going to be Minas Tirith. Okay. 
And I, it was like, it's a That's weird f- phrase to say he will raise Minas Tirith to the ground. I'd never heard the term, like yeah. the word, is raise. it R-A-Z-E? R-A-Z-E. Yeah, yeah. I'd never heard that before. You know, I was in high school. Like I wasn't like, I was like a freshman in high school, maybe a sophomore. So I was a sophomore in high school. Um, so like I had a pretty solid understanding of the English language. Sure. So I would, I, that, that he will raise Minas Tirith to the ground. I was like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Those words don't belong together. And granted, I learned that I was wrong, but also I'd like to think a gen- the general public agreed with me and I am not wrong. I'm going to give you a, a pass because I think I didn't know what raise was until a few years ago. So I think yeah. you could. Um, I, you know, I was also the kid at this age that you're talking about thought traumatic was dramatic. And I also thought background was background. So there's certain things I just didn't know. And Ray's is one of them because. Gotta go back around the house. (laughs) (laughs) I I think I even remember telling a teacher, I was like, no, it makes more sense if it's background. You got some good background (laughs) actors. They're they're background there. (laughs) So you get a pass. I literally don't think I understood Ray's until a few years ago. Um, especially when you're hearing it out loud. It doesn't make sense. And just just that the way they say it, Ray's Minas Tirith to the ground. Like just like the – like I don't know. Like well, it's also Minas redundant. To the ground. Yeah. It's redundant because Ray's literally means that. Yeah. He will raise Minas Tirith. But – because that's – it means to, to level it basically. So – Yeah. Um, you're, you're totally, you get a, a, an easy pass for that. Um, I love this scene, though, too, when, you know, again, like I said, Mary, Mary is so smart, puts it together. They don't know if they're going to see each other. Shadow facts. It what? is a sad moment. It's it very is, well done. and it's beautiful. And, you know, it. I, I think Pippin's, like, getting consequences again, you know. Um, they take off, and... Mary is overwhelmed and runs up to the watchtower and bumps into this guard. <laughs> I had the same note, this poor guard that gets pushed out of the way twice. He's just on his day shift, man. He just like he just made it through the Battle of Helm's Deep and he's on he's already on guard duty. He's probably hung over from the party the night before and just like boom. Okay, little, you know, little kid like basically like bumps right. him. And then the most giant, strongest like man possible just like shoulder checks him on the way up the it's like Bro, for bro. no reason. No reason. <laughs> this poor guy. <laughs> Unbelievable. This is why you listen to this podcast because we talk about all those background actors. <laughs> Genuinely, I think this is the one that I feel the most sad for too. It's rough. It really is. Oh, we uh, haven't talked about like we talked about uh, the carrot uh, guy being Peter Jackson, uh-huh. but in the Battle of Helm's Deep. Um, Peter Jackson's cameo is the guy. He like charges at the camera with an axe. The axe gets caught by the Urukai, swung around, and then he gets punched in the face. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, so I like, think I was taking a note or something, so I missed probably, it. Probably like if you because he's in like a like a chainmail thing, so like he's not like super recognizable. Got um, it. but yeah, that's it. That's his. I forgot to mention that because uh, we'll see his cameo later on in uh, probably part. Two or three, I can't remember which. No, one, no, we but. see it. This uh, we see it now. Um, we see him actually briefly. So, uh, but before we get to that, I think it, this is a good opportunity for a little widow break. And um, why don't you, why don't you do the commercial for um, the gray 
Haven's uh, Carnival Haven's. Line, basically. Like, Carnival Line. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah. Yes, the cruise ships. Yeah. <sighs> so you're sailing to immortality and perfection. But how are you going to get there? The Great Haven's Carnival Cruise Ship with an open bar, a 24-7 dance floor, and, you guessed it, unlimited salad bar. <laughs> Don't worry, there's not a single piece of meat or bread on this ship. We love nature and we're so in touch with nature that all we eat are trees and leaves. So make sure you book your passing to the immortal plane of the Valinor, Grey Haven's Carnival Cruises. Now accepting Google. Touch the light again. Uh, <laughs> fantastic. We'll be right back. Welcome back. We are talking about Return of the King Part One. If you haven't been, for for some reason you haven't been listening this entire time, uh, we have a little bit further to go. We are now in uh, the reason why I had to do the Grey Haven scene right then and there was we're now welcoming Arwen to the movie where she's heading to the Grey Havens. Yes, this is a beautiful scene. It really is, and like. But also, I'd be a little mad that Arwen gets a horse and I have to walk. Bro. In my, like, Bro. formal attire? You're telling me I gotta if walk in, like, some dress shoes? If mm-hmm. you're an elf, it doesn't really matter. You're it doesn't matter. But it, but it is kind of like, she's, like, a little bit royalty, so I sort of get it. Oh, no, I understand it. Still. <laughs> it's We're all heading much. to the same immortal plane. We can drop the formalities now, right? <laughs> uh, like, yeah, no. no. Luckily, all of us avoided the Helm's Deep draft, so we're good. <laughs> we're we're like on solid ground here. That's a Let's, great yeah. point, though. It's always bothered me too. Like, well, who says? Oh, I'm sorry, she gets Arana, I got some asthma. I can't go fight Helm's Deep. <laughs> Elves never get sick. Oh, yeah. Oh, but crazy, right? Oh, man. <laughs> well, and we, we do get the return of Brett. Brett McKenzie. Which is, he does not look like the same person that he does today. Like, that oh, is a different human. He doesn't look like the same person that he does in The Hobbit. <laughs> they put some armor on him and made him Lindir and not Figwit, whatever his name is in this Figwit? one. Figwit? <laughs> is it Figwit? I think, I think like, fans named him and, like, uh, like the Tolkien estate was like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Figwit. My lady. He looks like, oh, My gosh. My lady Arwen. Okay. <laughs> okay, twink. <laughs> yeah, to- totally. He's a little, no, he's not an otter because we don't know how, how uh, hairy he is. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, one. He's a different person. As if you don't know it, that's Brett McKenzie. You'll never know it's Brett never McKenzie. But but, uh, but yeah, she sees uh, a baby. her son with yeah. Aragorn, yeah. and like the son's got the Evan Star on him, and so she rides immediately back to Rivendell and confronts her dad. You have the gift of foresight. What you saw, son. He's like, yeah, I saw a possibility. But, but that also means she has a little bit of this foresight little bit, yeah. too. Um, because she's seeing her future. It's beautiful. I think it's really beautiful. It's a great scene. It really is a great scene. And it's the the editing in this scene uh, always confused me because, like, she's like, reforge the sword. And then she says the whole poem about reforging the sword. Right. But then the sword hasn't been reforged yet. But, like, there's all, <coughs> there's all the imagery of, like, 
them taking the sword off the mantle and reforging and yes, yes, yes. And then it goes back to her asking, hey, you should reforge the sword. Yeah, <laughs> and Elrond's yeah, like, yeah. maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. But we did, didn't we just? Yeah, that yeah, is didn't weird. Didn't we just do it? Oh, that is strange. So I guess I didn't also clock that it's supposed to be the the sons of Elrond reforging yes. them. I didn't realize that. I just yeah. thought it was to to use your terminology, Twinks, um, reforging the sword. No, those are the sons of Elrond, and in the book they show up to the final battle and do some major work. But I feel like can't do that twice. You know, you had the elves show up in Helm's Deep now, so right. you can't do that for uh, Return of the King. Because in the book, um, it's actually really pivotal that this happens. Again, we know this. Arwen does not really is not a mover and shaker in the books, but she makes the banner that the sons of Elrond bring to Aragorn at the fight and uh, for the fight. And when they when he is sailing on the black ships after taking down that army. They everyone thinks it's their doom and it's over, but then they see the white tree and the banner that Ar- Arwen made for him. So in a way, it's kind of paying homage to that. But let's not forget, in the books, Aragorn has Narsil the whole time. The whole time. He like shows it off. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, Aomer. Do you know who I am? Ugh. You know. Yeah. Like he's <laughs> It's like, oh, my name's Aragorn. Oh, here's a broken sword. Have you seen this? Have you seen <laughs> well, no, this sword? It's, but it's forged. It's reforged. Yeah, it's reforged. He does have no, the forged. Oh, yeah. But uh, he leaves Rivendell with it. With on the, the on forged the version yeah. of it. Um, but it makes sense to do it now just for, again, like, because the, the manufactured journey for the movies is Aragorn also being reluctant to take up, take up the mantle. Yeah, um, it works. It does work to do it now. And it's really beautiful. And then it's also really nice. To recognize that when Arwen says, I've made my choice and the light and then Elrond goes, the life of the Eldar is leaving you. And nothing that Elrond does could save her from that at this point. Yeah. And that's it's it's done so well because it is a good point. Like, you know, where he says, like, does my does my love mean nothing? You know, when he like kind of tells her to to go and it's like a really hard decision for her. But now. The decision's kind of been taken out of both of their hands. And so She couldn't even like, cross if she wanted to. Exactly. She she's she can't cross and if the ring goes, then she goes. And, ac- and according to this lore, whether it's true in the book or not, if that is if if she had already given up her mortality or not, um it was probably true before she left as well. Yes. Um but it, it is a very King Lyrian thing that, like, do, don't you love me? And, you know, Cordelia is cast away from King Lear because she goes, I can only love you half with half of my heart. My other half has to love my husband, you know. Yeah. Um, but but that is a very common thing that daughters, like, have to suffer. Like, how how do I love both of these men? Anyway, it's just done really beautifully. And I, I you don't need to pay me money to look at Liv Tyler be a beautiful elf. Honestly, she's just drop dead gorgeous. She's here. so gorgeous. So gorgeous. Um we get after they leave, we get Gandalf fleeing to Minas Tirith with Pippin and they get to where Denethor is and we kind of get the explanation of Denethor is not a king, he is a steward. We- yeah, a lot of good exposition here of like, oh, he's a steward, he's Boromir's father. 
so don't And we talk. need this context. We do. <laughs> it's one of the greatest deliveries of all time. It's be- In fact, it's better if you don't speak at all. <laughs> yes. Don't say about uh, Boromir or Frodo in the Ring. And what does Actually, Pippin do? Just, just can't help himself. He just can't help himself. I do think, I do think he helps. I think I think he helps more than he hinders here. But he's a dummy. He is what so is he, dumb. What does he help in this situation? I think Denethor already knew everything that was going on. And Denethor, God, there's you know, speaking of like the theme of hope and despair, after they have this council with Denethor, and Denethor is like just grieving. He said he will use his grief as a shield, and and. Gandalf really goes all is lost here for a moment, you know? Yeah, he does. Like, he – and it's, it's it's something that's only in the extended, but it's a really cool thing because you wonder how the blood of the Numenor or, like, the line of kings was lost when it seems like a pretty simple process to never lose a line of kings if, you know, there's no wars or anything. Um and so I do, I do like that, like, kind of when he's walking towards where he's like, I, I, I knew it was bad. I didn't realize it was this bad. Right. Where, like, they're not prepared. And I'm wondering, because, you know, we see the mustering of the Rohirrim later. I mean, we'll get to that in the second part. But, like, there's, there's different places in Rohan that's a full kingdom. Where – what other cities are there in Gondor? There's Osgiliath and there's Minas Tirith. What other cities, like, where are their armies? Do they just not have any? Or are they in this town? They, I guess they could be, but it's like, Minister is a big place, but it, it doesn't seem that big. Well, like, Farmir is roaming the areas of Mordor, so they might just be on, like, expeditions as well. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, I think the, the land of Gondor itself was bigger at one point. Gotcha. Um, I, I have to, because even when Sam and Frodo walk past, you know, oh, look, the king has a crown again. They even say, I think this was once part of Gondor. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, uh, even in the, the game, you know, Shadow of Mordor, like, you're in Mordor because that used to be a part of the Gondorian kingdom. It was like, oh. they used to have, like, forts and stuff in Mordor before oh, it got wow. taken over. Yeah, but it's a good question. Like, where, what is, what is the strength of Mordor here? It's Or, or Gondor. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, okay, so we get dumb Pippin being dumb, <laughs> being dumb and pledging his service to Denethor. And then immediately Denethor says, the rule of Gondor is mine, no other. I bet you Pe- Pippin is re- regretting his choice. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's insane. As he should. And man, there is a, there is some sass in the way uh, Gandalf says, the uh, it's not up to you, steward. Steward, they. I, so I have my. He hits um, that steward hard. He really does, and I have my captions on just for other things that I watch. So it's just perma on, and they even italicize steward. <laughs> oh wow! Even the yeah. captions got some sass. I love it. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, and you know, I love when Gandalf literally hits Pippin aside, like "Get out of the way, dumb, yeah, dumb, dumb." Stop um, it. Then we cut. After we get their their beautiful scene where basically Gandalf is without hope, uh, we cut to Frodo telling Sam, I don't think I'll be coming back. It's tough. And yeah. 
You'd read the books by this time, right? Like you knew the full yeah, yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. I do wonder because you know we had the Kate Blanchett Galadriel scene. Like the quest will claim his life. You know, right. there's no return journey now. So like I wonder, again, like this is one of those things where I wish I hadn't read the books and like I wonder if people are like, oh man, Frodo's gonna die because it is leaning hard towards that. He is not sleeping. He's barely eating. He's slowly turning into Gollum. You can see like the makeup job on him is so good. Just like subtly. Yes. Subtly turning him like dark shadows, pale skin, right? Like crack nails, everything, and so I do wonder, like, if people thought that he was gonna die. I I think you're feeling the hopelessness of it. Oh um, yeah, very and, much. So. And they're doing, it, and it's just what makes this so good. Because again, we're not having a lot of action right now, but the impending doom of it all, which is why I think it was really smart for you to like uh, up to the point that we're covering today. This is all the impending doom right now. Yes, this is what the trailer was promising us. Like, a lot of the trailer was, like, this part of the movie because it was all, you know, like Gandalf says, the deep breath before the plunge. Right. Uh, Which I have a very funny... Okay. So, he says, I don't think I'll be coming back. And I think that's fair. I I think, you know, and I think about you talking about the Anakin moment where you're like, he's going to be fine. Oh, wait, no. You know, I know he's going to turn into Darth Vader. In this moment, you really go like, you know what? All signs point to Frodo not making it. And you can suspend disbelief for a second go, this is not good. No, it's not at all. So we do get the Peter Jackson moment, though, here when we, uh, you know... Pippin and Gandalf are talking, and and Pippin and Gandalf is explaining the men. Oh, do you see him on the pirate you ship? You do. Okay. Yeah, like basically directing people on the boat. So you get it, it for a second here, and then we get the Witch King of Angmar. The Ooh, what a hype video this is right here. <sighs> this is like this is like 1993. Chicago Bulls intro for Michael Jordan right here. Like the light, the lights go down. Everybody, green lasers. Green lasers were just invented, (laughs) right? Like he is getting dripped and dressed. He's got his chainmail on. He's got the scariest mask helmet combo on the planet. Amazing, amazing. And it's crazy how that that one piece of headwear changes everything. It's like the simplest thing. But it does so much to go from like, oh, a simple Grim Reaper looking dude to the Witch King. Yeah, I think what's interesting about that is um, we do begin to dread this character in a new way. Um, It's kind of crazy to me that that's the one that stabbed Frodo too. Because there was nothing to distinguish him as the Witch King before. Which almost does, it works in two directions. Good and bad. It makes it even more ominous and also goes, well, wait, if that's just the same thing we've been up against, then what's the difference here? Like, why is this guy even scarier? But the you're totally right. The helm changes the game. It, yes. It makes, you know, then you start understanding what this guy's deal is. Um, apparently no man can kill him. You know, it, it does work for sure. And, and like... That we don't get it just yet, but we do get up to the dead city and the secret stair. I guess this is basically yeah. This is where we end because like Minas Morgul is his lair. Yeah, that's right. The the weird like neon light that it has, like it's it's so different from any 
other like dark thing we've seen and anything we'll ever see. And I'd love to like just have more Minas Morgul time and like find out. Like go the, in there and see yeah, what's up. It was Minas Ethel when it was a kingdom of men. So I'd love to see the fall of it and like how it got that. But it is like it just gives off the worst like feelings ever. Ooh, I wonder if Rings of Power actually will give us some of this. That'd be pretty interesting. Whatever his name is, how not Haldir, but what what's what's the dude's name? I don't know what you're even talking Sauron. about. Sauron. What's the Sauron's guy's name? Oh, Hal. Oh, I can't Halbrand. even think of it. Halbrand. Halbrand. He should have been the Witch King. Sure. He should have been the. Now, now, what I'm thinking is that I guess he can't be the Witch King because they hadn't created the rings yet. Right. But I'm guessing the Queen of Numenor. They're going to turn her into the Witch King. Which because once they destroy Numenor, the Numenorians have to go to Middle Earth. To Middle Earth, and and that's when they give them the rings, right? Well, that's when they have different kingdoms, and then are given rings. Okay. So you, we do need nine. You know, we need nine men essentially, and I do think the queen will be one of them. I don't know if it'll be the witch. Oh, I just I don't even want to see the internet if they decide to make her the witch king of Angmar. I don't even want to see it. It will not survive. Like it will not survive. <laughs> no, I don't think so. But it'll be interesting. Um, but you know, I saw some an interesting theory that it isn't Gandalf, that it's Sauron, which I actually think is potentially better. That the, I, I the stranger think that it should be Saruman, honestly. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Um, I don't think Saruman is ever this selfless um, as as the stranger has been, but it could be an interesting choice. Anyway, I think there's certain things that like we're not that that the Rings of Power will fill in the blanks like that. Minas Morgul, how does it turn turn into that? But I imagine, so. <laughs> dude, imagine seeing the sky beam. Like, what does that sky beam even mean? No, like, I don't know. It just, like, it doesn't really do anything besides, like, because, like, the, the gates of Minas Morgul are the ones that open, so it's not, like, signaling, I guess it possibly signaling, you know, the, the, in the, book? the Easterlings. Oh, maybe. I don't maybe feel like it the is. There might be something in the book, but, um, but yeah, just terrifying. The music's right. so good. Right. Everyone all over Middle Earth sees it, and then, you know, the the witch king comes out on his fell beast like scary as ever <gasps> it longest scream it is frightening it is truly terrifying and then you see the armies march also again how are they not seen <laughs> well this is why you don't have anybody watching the front gate the like, they are, are on the main road <laughs> they're on main street <laughs> It's true. It's dumb. It's also, yet again, the Nazgul doesn't see them. You know what I mean? Like, the ring is literally right you there, bro. You passed over it, bro. Like, you, you <laughs> threw. You, like, <laughs> but you're scary. Don't get me wrong. You're scary. You're terrifying, but still, just like, you are right there. And then we get Gandalf saying it's time in 17 different ways. The great battle. The board is set. The pieces of moving. <laughs> he 
Literally four. He must. They must have given him twenty five lines, and they kept half of them. Love like it. Oh, let's just see which one works. Yeah, they gave him like all the lines for like the trailer. Uh huh. Like, set. The pieces are moving. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is the the breath before the plunge. <laughs> yeah. Love okay. It. One more. Oh, also, like G- Gandalf. Like speaking of people that are high, Gandalf is token it up. He's like coughing up a lung. He's like, <clears throat> you're a steward of God now. <laughs> You know you get really high when you cough, too. So he's having a problem. Got to cough to get off. (laughs) I think that's where we're going to call it. Folks, uh, Well, thanks for joining us on this journey. We are now one-third of the way done with Return of the King. You can still catch up with us. Um, Once we're done with all the movies, we're going to do just another, uh, you know, recap. Probably going to be able to have Alex join us for that. If we miss something, let us know. Join us over at Patreon to yell at us and support this show. We do this for free. And if you like this show and you would like buy us a coffee, go buy Patreon, please. Uh, that's HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash www.patreon.com forward slash pod of the rings. Follow us on Instagram at pod of the rings or on Twitter at one of them is Pod. One of them is Pod of the Rings. Anyway, we'll figure it out one day. Um, follow Ben on Twitter. Nope. Yes. Twitter. Follow Ben on Twitter and on TikTok at Ben Goddard. Do it. And Do it. rate us on iTunes, guys. Like, just yeah. scroll down, move it over to five stars. It really, really helps a lot. And I like to see what people say about the show, too. You don't have to leave a review, but wherever you're listening to us, do rate us. That'd be a huge help. Um, yes. We're pretty awesome podcast about Lord of the Rings, I think. So the only people we can't compete with uh, are the Friendship Onion. And I don't want to compete with them. That's just, they just get to be themselves. Yeah. They're literally from the movies. Um, anyway, stay tuned next Tuesday, part two of Return of the King. And until then, Mara Paz meet again. Meet again.